Good day to you good people, wherever you are. I count it a joy, an honor, and a privilege to minister God's word unto you. By the way, no man, no woman qualifies as a minister of the gospel. I say that for the simple reason. God delights to use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. But the goodness of God is this. We don't stay fools because the word makes us wise unto salvation. No man can glory in his ministry for the mere fact it's not by might nor by power but by the Spirit of the Lord. This morning I want to be very brief. I'm going to give a short talk on abortion, whether or not it is permissible. And by the way, I'm not pointing a finger at people this morning. It's not an accusing finger. I'm extending a hand. You know, the hand is so powerful that when the hand is closed, it can knock a person down. But when the hand is open, it's so powerful, it can lift a person up. And my purpose of ministering on abortion is not to point a finger of accusation. It's not to make a fuss and knock people down. I'm here to extend a hand to lift you up. And by the way, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Oft times we ministers are too quick to point a finger. And when we point a finger, we fail to understand that the thumb points heavenward. First and foremost, the accusing finger points at the sinner. But the thumb points to God. And God reminds us that there are three fingers pointing back at us. So who knows? We might be three times worse than you. So we're not pointing a finger. We are extending a hand of grace. We're not here to knock you down. We're here to lift you up. So by God's grace, I trust that the mercy and grace of God will flow from me as I endeavor to encourage you to move away from abortion. Now my opening verse is found in one, uh, sorry, Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Of all God's creation, there's only one creation whereby God had breathed into and that is man. Man is the only creation of God that has that became a living soul. So this tells me that man is placed above all of God's creation, though man is made a bit lower than the angels, according to the Bible. Now, what is happening in our day and time is not strange. You find even in the Old Testament that children were sacrificed to false gods. If my mind serves me right, I think one of the gods was Ashtaroth. And even Baal worship uh, also involved child uh, sacrifice 
to their false gods. Now, the word of God speaks very clearly against abortion. And we have to be honest to tell you what the word of God says. Now, I'm going to read scripture and give you a few scriptures that tell us why we must not commit abortion. Amen. First and foremost, Genesis 1.26 says this, We are created in the image and likeness of God. Now, this might shock you. Some of you might say, I'm going too far now. But you know, as a father, I have great joy. As my family grew and I saw my daughters, my wife and I had the joy of growing our kids. And the wonder of their growing up in our home was this. It was as if we were seeing ourselves in our kids. They were like a mirror to us. As we looked at them, we saw ourselves. Not only their, their, their looks, their facial looks, but their mannerisms, their walk and their talk were very similar to ours. And you know, maybe I'm going too far, but praise God for it. You know, when God created Adam, it was as if God was looking in a mirror for what he saw in Adam was nothing less than the image and likeness of himself. So this is very important. Abortion tells us that we are destroying the image and likeness that God had placed within man. So that is the first reason why I don't accept abortion. The second reason is found in one of the commandments. You shall not murder. So abortion is murder. Now, let's take a look at Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So what tells us is this. God placed us into our mother's wombs. And he knitted us in our mother's womb. And it goes on in verse 14. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. So the creation of man, of woman, placed in the womb by God, it's a wonder work. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now notice, this is very, very imperative, very important. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to, to be. God has a, a man has a start with God. However, man does, have, does not have an end with God. He's eternal. But however, he has a time, he has a framework on earth. And what is said here, all the days ordained for me were written in your book. In other words, God gave us so many years upon the earth. So God is the author of life, and it's God who takes away life. No man can take away life but God, because God is the author of life. It says here clearly, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So God is the author of life and the finisher of life. But because we accept Jesus Christ, there's no end to life because we have eternal life. Amen. Let's go to another scripture. 
And this to me is one of my favorite scriptures concerning uh, 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 going against abortion. And God is speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1 verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So what is this saying? God knew Jeremiah before God placed him in the womb. So in the eons of time, with God's foreknowledge, God knew Jeremiah. Jeremiah was not by perchance. Jeremiah was in the plan and the purpose of God. God knew him before he was even in his mother's womb. This is a miracle. Let me read it again. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. While this young baby was still in the womb, being shaped and formed by the power of God, God had his divine hand upon this baby in the womb. He was to be a prophet. Now let me say this. It's clear. It's indicative. That not only does God place babies in the womb, He places in that baby that's in the womb who's still maturing with a purpose, with a plan. They're not there just by perchance. God has called them, ordained them before the eons of time to be a child of God, to have a purpose in life. And when you abort a baby, you don't only murder that baby, but you kill the image and likeness of God and you destroy the purpose of God that God had intended for that child. Oh, hallelujah. Then let me give you another scripture that's found in Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Now, if my, if my English serves me right, it's like a blessing from God. It's bequeathed to us. It's given to us. It is the will of God. It's a heritage. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. A child is a reward. It's a reward. It's a gift from God. And when you abort a baby, you're smacking God in the face and you're saying, I don't need your gift. I don't want it. In other words, you're refusing a gift from God. Let me read again. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose cover is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with the opponents in court. Let me go to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 19. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to run into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Now let me say this, and I say it with great emphasis. Adam and Eve were born without sin. The very first dispensation that we study of throughout the Word of God is the dispensation of innocence. They had no knowledge of good and evil until they gave into the temptation of Satan. Now when a child is placed in a womb, that child is innocent, void of sin. Yes, it will have a nature that can sin. It will have a nature to say yes and no. But at the same time, that child is innocent, void of anything that will defile it. And more so, that child is void of sin. This is an innocent child, 
an innocent person created in the image and likeness of God that when you abort it you kill the image of God and you kill an innocent child and you kill the purposes of God let me go on and I go to Psalm 8 verse 5 to 7 you have been made a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor you made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks, flocks and herds and the animals of the wild. God gave the purpose of children being born is that God will give them authority when they grow to rule and reign through God's anointing. Last but not least, Job 31 verse 15. Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one form us both within our mothers? I'm going to read it again. Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same man form us both within our homes? Let me say, let me say with all sincerity and with respect, when a man and a womb come together and a child is conceived, let me say this from the depths of my heart, that that child is formed by God. God formed that child. God shaped that child and God molded that child whilst the child was in the womb. Oh, my dear friend, like I said in the very beginning, I'm not here to point a finger at you. Because when I point a finger at you, there are three fingers pointing back at me. Because just as you've sinned, I've sinned. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God reminds me that I can't look down upon you. God has called me to show you the error of his ways, just as other men of God have showed me the errors of my ways. By God's grace, I repented. And let me say, there's not one sin that God cannot forgive. If you have done it, I'm telling you, you go to Jesus Christ and he, wash, he will wash your slate clean. So I pray for you, my dear friends. My dear friends, please, please, do not destroy the image and likeness of God that's in your womb. Husbands and wives, no matter how difficult the situation gets, even if you haven't got two sins to rub together, you've got a battle to put bread on the table and you feel that you can't feed another mouth, that's not good enough reason for you to abort. God will supply. I'm going to pray for all of us now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I worship you and I praise you. I thank you for the power of your word, O oh God. And who am I, God, to point the finger of man at man? For I too have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So I lift this people up to you, God. And I know you are merciful. I know you are gracious, O oh God. Father, let them understand, O oh God, that bearing children is the ultimate gift from God. Just as God created man in his own image, God has blessed us with the great gift and responsibility that we, O oh God, can reproduce after our own kind. Just as God looked upon
upon Adam and saw his very image and likeness in Adam. So as we look upon our children, we see the image and likeness of ourselves. So God, we don't only destroy, oh God, the image of God in the womb, but God, we destroy our own image and likeness. I pray for the world, oh God, that the sin will stop in the name of Jesus. Show your mercy. Oh, preach that the word be preached all over the world. And let those who have sinned thereof, O oh God, tell them, O oh God, that there's forgiveness at the cross of Calvary. And I pray it all with much thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Keep you. May his face shine upon you. Hallelujah. And may your sons and daughters grow as tall as trees. And may they bring honor and glory to your name. Hallelujah. God bless. Salagashle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, the giver of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ah, oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.